Blog Talk Radio.
everybody. This is your host, Ravenda, with MZN Indie Radio. Um, we were just listening to Danny Boy, who was a, a former guest of ours um, some time ago, and we just love to promote our artists. So hope you like that song. Um, today's guests are um, some wonderfully talented people who are working on this project called Stepsisters. It's an independent film um, chronicles the lives of uh, female best friends as they move to a new phase in their lives while trying to hold on to their friendship amidst the temptations and traditions that await them at a prestigious fictional historical black college. And we are going to be featuring the writer and, and producer Alonzo Anderson of this project, as well as two of the co-stars, Ms. Jennifer Sears and also Ms. Angela Phillips. Now, now I have Jennifer on the line. And I believe I may have Angela as well. Angela, are you on the line with us? Yes, I am. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. I'm glad to have you here. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Now, what I'd like to do is have either one of you um, just pretty much give us an overview, besides what I've already mentioned, about this project. And then I'll ask you to, you know, go into your background. Okay. Um, well, you know, it's a story that I think we can all relate to because we've all had a childhood best friend. Um, you know, in the film, Jennifer and I grow up being best friends. Um, we have no no inhibitions about each other being a different race, um, and we decide to go to college together um, at the Fred, a historically black college, on a coin flip, actually. And um, and we go there, and you know I think it's going to be a great experience. As does she. And then we get when we get there, society um, kind of takes its toll on our relationship. And Jennifer, I'll let you go ahead and take it from there. Well, actually, uh, Ravinda, thank you again so much for having us. But um, the everything that that Angela said is absolutely correct. Um, it's kind of funny because Angela. Phillips is Angela in real life, and in the film, I'm playing Angela, so imagine how confusing that can be on set. But um, <laughs> Angela and, and Christina, the, the, the characters in the film, they exactly what Angela said. They end up going to this HBCU. Um, of course, Angela, uh, the character, actually has some of her black friends getting in her head and trying to tear her and Christina apart just based off of the fact that we we're different of, of different races. So I mean, there's there's a little bit of, of of I think everybody has had some type of experience like that where you don't see any harm in it. You don't see a person uh, of another race as anything different from you because a person is a person. But of course, like Angela says, society gets in there and start messing with things and you know causing uh, dividers and borders and stuff. And then you don't you cease to see that person as a human being, and you then see them as your enemy. So it, 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 it's kind of tricky because these best friends end up becoming somewhat enemies. So, and, it, and it's kind of a, you know, real-life uh, sad story. It's a drama because these two young girls, you know, they didn't see anything wrong with it when they were children, and all of a sudden, whenever you get older, you know, reality actually smacks you in the face and lets you know what, what it is. So, Wow. And that's a very interesting story, and I don't know if – if they've touched any, you know, any really deep, um, you know, bearing on that in other movies, um, we had higher learning, but that was a tad bit different. So right. I really like um, when they when people go into stories like this, um, dealing with the cultures and the difference in cultures and how people's, you know, personalities change and how other people 
are really like, you know, they have their own ways about things and they try exactly. to illustrate that on somebody else. And exactly. it really it really shows the truth about things that have really happened in real life. So I'm really right. happy that you did this project. Wow. And I'm, I'm, I'm really glad. Um, Sorry, go ahead. As Angela, for me, um, it hit so close to home because I had such a similar story happen in my own life. Um, you know, where I was best friends with someone um, who was African-American. And then when we went to high school together, we actually, you know, made the, made the decision to go to a, separate, to a different high school than we were planning to go to. And we went together, and then when we got there, everything changed. And all of a sudden, she had so many friends that were pressuring her not to be my friend because I was the white girl. And, and you know, all of a sudden, it was, like, completely different. Everything was fine when she was in my white world at school, and there was no problems. But all of a sudden, I stepped into her world, and things just seemed to crumble. And it's just it's, the story just hits so close to home, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that that's, that that's happened to, and we need to do something about that. Right. Absolutely. Right. I agree. And then, and another thing that uh, the, the writer and producer, Alonzo Anderson, wanted to make sure that he brings across, uh, the message that he brings across is, even though the film is called Stepsisters, it's not just another stepping movie or it's not just another dancing movie. Of course, that's in there for entertainment. But there's so many, there's so many messages, hidden messages in this film. We talk about classism. Um, you know the, the the elite blacks against you know those who were kind of frowned down frowned upon um, mm-hmm. right. the reverse racism where the blacks are you know um, the, the the black characters are actually looking at the white characters like why are you here you have no place here you know what I mean so it's an interesting racial turn. slurs exactly a lot of racial slurs um, it's just very very interesting how you know it actually allows the black community to look at ourselves for for change and say, am I doing this? You know, we're, we're quick to point the finger and say, well, I'm a victim of racism, but are you doing it within your own race? So it's, 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 it's very interesting how the writer took real-life situations and put this in a film. I mean, you can pretty much see it play out. And I was uh, actually, it's funny, I was talking to, talking to him about this yesterday, and I was telling him, you know, when we first got on uh, set, when we first started, started you know, interm- intermingling with the, the, the rest of the cast, and we have a pretty diverse cast, I must say. I'm very proud to say. But um, we were all, you know, just very cordial. Just, you know, nice, hi, how are you doing? My name is so-and-so. But we weren't really, you know, getting involved and getting in each other's faces and, you know, hey, how are you doing? Let's meet up this weekend or whatever. We just kind of, like, stayed divided. And that kind of bothered me, but as we started to get more and more into production, we actually started hanging out more, we started calling each other more, and we actually became more of a blended family instead of, okay, I'm going to sit on this side of the cafeteria and y'all sit over there. You know what I mean? You know, I can, give a specific, I can give a specific example of, of that, actually. I remember um, when we were having our first table read at the cafe, and I right. went to sit down, and then I noticed that it was all the white cast members, which exactly. there aren't very many. They were all at the table that I sat at, and I was like, oh, my goodness, we're segregated, you know? Right. And so I got up, and I moved just because of the fact that, you know, I didn't even want to have that feeling, you know? And right. so, I mean, there it is. We're faced with it in an everyday life. Right, mm-hmm. right. And we, we're not even, like, conscious of this. This is just, like, buried in our subconscious because for some reason – whether it was our parents' generation or the parents before that generation where we just felt more comfortable 
being with our own kind. And what really is our own kind when we're all a part of the human, you know, humankind? I don't understand why there has to be you stick with your your side and I stick with my side. When, of course, let's just be real about it, Ravinda. We are all, you know, sometimes we get real nitty-gritty and down and comfortable with our own people because we we're, we feel like we can thir- say certain things that may not offend the other another race. But mm-hmm. we, I think that we should start... We we can still embrace our culture, our own cultures, without making another race feel secluded. I know. That's true. We can do that. Right, right, right. But, yeah, the stepsisters is all about that. It's all about bringing, shedding light on it. Some some people, if it gets under some people's skin, then that's good because that means we're stirring the fire. You know what I mean? We're we're causing some buzz, so... And it yeah, could be better if we shocker. talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that's fine because it reminds me of um, Spike Lee's projects um, in the beginning because all right. of his projects were shockers. So I guess a, a lot right. of them are going to be like the next Spike Lee because <laughs> so, you know, we, it, it's amazing because we've, we haven't overcome any of those issues to, as right. a whole yet. And so we have to keep on having people create projects like this to put it out there in America's right. space. And I, I hope it makes the big screen because it's important. Like uh, Spike was really working hard to get his to be more than just a straight-to-DVD or uh, just a regular right, right. independent project. Mm-hmm. And you see the history that it created. So I think, exactly. you know, us being aware of all those things and if right. we work together, we can promote this to be out there and be that number one thing too. Um, because right. it's important. It just it, it, it's the most real reality thing you could ever see. Right, right. Thank and you. it's still rele- it's still relevant. You know, in twenty ten it's still relevant. Instead of Absolutely. you know, thinking of, you know, Barack Obama, President Barack Obama as the forty fourth president we're still looking at him as the first black president, which, in fact, is a great feat. That is a, a great accomplishment. However, the media is still harping on this man being the first black president instead of, right. Right. you know, all the accomplishments that he has made. Mm-hmm. As if to the point, as, as if, if you, you know, him being black was making the reasons for his decision. Exactly. Exactly. He doesn't even make all the decisions. There's other people <laughs> exactly. And a lot of them right. are not black. So. You know, and that just right, perpetuates right. racism. It is exactly separation all over again. But yeah, like you you said, we we're, we're um we have a great we have a great production team um, that I'm I'm hoping is really going to get uh, further along the, the project. We have uh, um, Mark Lafleur, uh, director out of LA, he's coming to Atlanta to um, direct the film, and I'm really really excited about that. He has a a great extensive background. Um, what I believe we're having uh, Tommy Kijis, uh associate uh, produce the film. Um, he's actually he's one of the many films that he actually worked on is um, that of Three Stooges, the Three Stooges, which is oh, really? you know in, involved. Yeah, right, so. that's still going on. Um, that is no, it's yeah. a new one actually. It's, it's, it's a new film. one. <laughs> is this the one with Brett, with um, Sean Penn and Benicio uh, Del Carey? Toro? Yes. Right, Sean, yes. Sean okay. Penn, Jim Carrey. Uh, we also have Derek. Or something, right? Right, right, right. Okay, good. Um, I don't see another comedic act. I just want to see the story behind the story. Right, <laughs> right. We have uh, uh, Jared Tarnell also, um, who's going to produce the the film along with 
Alonzo Anderson. But we, we have a great production team. I'm really excited. I'm hoping that um, this actually uh, pushes the, 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 the project along as well. Um, but we have like a lot of we have, we have a lot of buzz. Um, hopefully, I'm praying that this doesn't just go straight to DVD. We have a, an upcoming CNN interview, which which goes right. further in depth of mm-hmm. uh, the 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 issues at hand that the it? film. Right. Are they do a right. Where we're talking. Yes, yes, they actually you'll, you'll came the... to interview. Yeah, they came to interview us in rehearsals yesterday, um, and they actually they interviewed us and they filmed our stepping actually also. So right. our stepping cool. is going to be debuted nationwide, so everyone everyone can wow. see how hard we've been working on that. Right, right. <laughs> so you get to see you get to see the sister with the straight hair all of a sudden starts stepping and the sweat come out and the, the hair goes from perm to fro. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's intense. Right. Wow. It, 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 I had no idea how, and it, I want to give a big shout-out to Dakita Cobb and Danielle Cook. Those are our choreographers. They choreograph everything from the dance moves to the, the, chore, the stepping routines. I mean, those sisters are intense. Super intense, and I yeah. thought it was just going to be as easy as throwing your arms around and doing your little feet shuffle, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought so it was just looking cute. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we were going to go out there and look cute, clap a couple times. No, yeah, that's not what it. That's not what it is at all. No, no. After the first practice, I was like, okay, I see. I'm going to have to keep my scarf tied on my head tight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I want to I want to give a shout out to my Mu Kai girls who've been working so hard on our routine. I know they're probably all, all right, listening all right, right now and really excited. Um, you know, we're gonna bring it. Uh, we'll see what there, 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 don't listen. Don't listen to any of that, Rosenda. You know, it's all about Gamma Row Gamma. <laughs> the sorority and stepsisters. The the rivalry is intense. We've always and, you had know, this everyone, the community, <laughs> the community will actually be able to come out and watch the live step show and actually be a part of the film. We're going to film right. the step show scene, Ooh. and it's going to be so everyone can come out, you know, and actually attend and, and you know, be a part of the audience and watch us step against other um, sororities and fraternities. And right, that right. scene will actually go into the film. So that gives everyone right. a chance to kind of get involved, you know. So exactly. when is this going to be? Um, well, this, this will be this sometime in July. In July? Yes. Right. We're, we're, we're still be... in, we're still in produ- pre-production. We're we're kind we're getting into we'll we'll start filming in a few the next few weeks. We've just been building up to that. Uh, we've been like being tested, getting our step routines down because we don't want to get up there in front of the you know in front of the crowd and mess up. That would not be right. a, a good look. Live. <laughs> right. It's a live so. step show. That that would not I'm, be a I'm good look. To, I'm just trying to make sure I'm available to come because I want to go. You there have to. You have to. Oh, we can show you. You want a front row seat. We can make you I the step mistress. I can anything because I have uh, experience as an extra. So if I'm just <laughs> acting like you know some woman that rolls her eyes at you, I don't care. So <laughs> we got you. We got you. Okay. But yeah, yeah I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot in, in stepsisters. Oh, and another thing that I wanted to point out that I'm personally so proud that Alonzo put in the in the in the script is how the and it's 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 kind of like a heads up to the to the young ladies that are entering college how the black I'm sorry how the the males in the film actually view oh, yeah. the freshmen coming into the, the the into the schools they're looking at them like fresh meat like. 
you know, there's, like, a lot of scenes where I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was a, a little nerd in college that didn't really get too involved, so I'm glad I dodged that bullet. But <laughs> it was it was very intense the way he is very – I love the way Alonzo writes because he's very real. He writes exactly how it goes down in college. And hopefully if this allows the parents and the, 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 the guardians of these young women who are about to enter college – help them see exactly what's about to happen and prepare the young women before they get there so they won't be, you know, caught up in the traps. So yes, I think because that's it, shows, really it shows what the guys do behind closed doors and what they really talk about because this is written off of real scenes that, that really mm-hmm. happen in people's college lives. So it mm-hmm. kind of gives girls the fair warning of, yeah, they say this to you, but this is what they're really doing. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Well, I'm going to have to have him work on the project that I have in mind because I write screenplays too, and I had a project that oh, I wanted to make like an independent wonderful. project that has to do with college and has to do with what you were talking about, the fresh meat right. incident. Oh, uh, wow. And, and it's going to, the story is really cool because it shows the type, it has to do with, you know, like um, the date, the what is that, date rape drug and Right, the, the, the yeah. what is it, the roofie? Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. it has to do. It's a story that's going to be really compelling and it's really going to open the eyes of a lot of young girls. Because guys are going to look so ordinary and so nice and so sweet, but there's exactly. going to be nothing like that. And like you know, their real their personalities really just ruthless and just uh, right. You know, wolves in sheep clothing. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. I'm so happy right. that I met you guys. Now I can get that story oh. out. Now, but you and you, it's a pleasure to meet wow. you. So I want to Absolutely. get like a um an overview of each one of you's background. Let's start with Jennifer. Um how did you get involved in acting? Well, I um <laughs> it's funny. I kind of fell into acting. I went to Scott, I went to uh Clark Atlanta University um to study political science to get into to pre-law. Um I was actually going to be an entertainment lawyer. And I actually ended up being an entertainer. How that happened, I don't know. Um, but uh, I've always had uh, a background in dance and, and the arts, so I've always been an artsy person. I just didn't know how to get into it. It's one of those um, sororities or fraternities, if you will, that you just have to kind of like know somebody or break into it. But um, I didn't really know how to get in from the outside in, and um, I had a, a girlfriend who was Ruben Cannon's assistant, and she was working on um, Medea's family reunion whenever it was being filmed here in Atlanta. And she's like, hey, there's this part I think you'd be perfect for. I'm like, I don't know about that, you know. And I just actually showed up to the set just to, you know, have fun, and I wasn't even taking the role seriously. I read for the part, and Ruben Cannon actually looked at me. He asked me to take some Polaroids. I didn't even leave the parking lot before they called my cell and told me I had the part. So, it just kind of happened that way. Um, at the uh, rap party, Tyler was like, hey, you know what? You really should continue to do this. I really think that you'll have a bright future. And I'm like, wow, this is coming from Tyler Perry. And he, That's you know, amazing. Yeah. a lot of people look at him as an overnight success, but he grinded hard. Oh, no, he super did. Hard. He, he went through a lot. So, That's why I appreciate him. I'm like, what a compliment. Exactly. Yeah. So I just kind of like, you know. A big life movie comes out. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I mean, his 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 next project uh, for colored girls who considered suicide. I think that's just going to be a beast. Oh, beautiful. really? He's I doing it? Oh my God! Yes. It's going to be amazing. Yes. So I'm really I'm really excited about that. 
Uh, but yeah, so they they actually, you know, they encouraged me. They they uh, Tyler, I must, I I am in like just always indebted to him. I'm just like so grateful for him for for even giving me that opportunity. You know, a little nobody who didn't even have, you know, a background in film, and he even asked the production team, "Who is that girl? What does she do?" And they were like, "Well, this is her first film," and they were even shunning me. But he paid just to even get me in the film because I wasn't a SAG artist. So, um, but yeah, that's exactly how it happened. And ever since then, I've just been working. Um, um, you may, I'm not sure if you remember the film, but remember the girl with the short hair, with the short shorts getting your drinks out of the cooler at the, the family reunion, and everybody was like, oh, she's so stank, she's so stank. Well, I was that stank girl with the short shorts on. <laughs> <laughs> I was so old. I see these people in movies, and I was like, I can't remember, but I have to, oh, there she is. Cause, uh, yeah, I was that stank girl. <laughs> I have a friend who was in Training Day and right. three of Denzel Washington's movies. She was in Malcolm X, Training Day, and she was in, um, oh, shoot, what was another one? I think it was uh, uh, the football one. And um, Oh, uh, 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 Remember the Titans. Nice. Yeah. Denzel right, was right. really nice to her. He always brought her so she could be in the camera. And she's kidding. Oh, great. But this is like a long time ago. Oh. She's an older <laughs> but. Uh, it's like I meet people who were in all these great movies, and then I have to go and look at it again to see. Oh, there you right. are. <laughs> there they are. Right. I'm lying, too. That's another one of my favorite movies. Nick right, Nick. right. So who, who were you in that? Who were you in that? In Drumline, I was actually a featured extra. Um, the the Medea's Family Reunion was my first uh, starring role, and uh, – that came after Drumline, of course. Um, after that, I did um, I did um, Shaq, uh, D.L. Hughley and Shaq's All-Star Comedy Jam that just been airing on Showtime. Um, I was interviewing all of the, the celebrities and the athletes be- uh, behind the scenes. I was the behind-the-scenes correspondent. But, um, yeah, after after that, Tyler just really opened a lot of doors for me. And so this is my Absolutely. actual I mean, beat the Browns. I, girl, I right. just came on yesterday. So I'm going right. to watch it again. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but Angela, she has a pretty extensive background as well. She's you wait this this she's very talented. Oh, Angela, go into your backstory. Let us hear about you. Okay, before I do, so I just want to say what a pleasure it is working with Jennifer. She's amazing. Um, you know, she she already had the part. When I came in and auditioned, um, they actually had an audition for Christina when they found Jennifer, but they didn't find her. And so then there was a later audition, and I came in. And as soon as we met each other, we just clicked. And I think our chemistry is going to make a big difference in the film because we actually are friends in real life now. Exactly. So, um, so it's been a pleasure working with her. But um, wait, 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 before I, you go on, Christina, uh, I'm sorry, Christina. I'm, sorry, I'm already calling her her character name. <laughs> but it's funny. I don't even think I don't even think Angela knows this. Before we were even casting for Christina, uh, Alonzo was getting a lot of headshots and, and reels in. So he's like, there's this girl. I'm, I'm really hoping she can act. She's beautiful. I hope she can act. Um, I want you to read with her. I just want to see y'all's chemistry. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, I'm not going to tell you her name because I don't want you to be, you know, biased. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm reading with all these other girls. I'm like, eh, they're all right. You know, they can act, but I don't know. I don't really quite feel it with them. And after... Angela and I read together, and she left the room. I was like, I like her. 
And Alonzo said, that's who I was talking about. And it's funny because it was fate. And I don't even think Angela ever knew that. I didn't. (laughs) Good to know. Um, Actually, my story, you know, is kind of, kind of strange, I guess. I actually played college basketball. I played two years at the University of Kentucky, and then I played two years um, at Indiana State University. And then um, my senior year, it was, uh, season was winding down, and um, I had someone approach me about doing some modeling. She owned an agency, and I kind of just, you know, I was graduating from school, and I was, you know, my basketball career was coming to an end, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And, and I kind of, you know, kind of like Jennifer, I just fell into it, really. And I, I did a couple of shoots, and I really liked it. I had done it a lot when I was really young. And it was kind of like, you know, I just fell back in love with it. And once I read the script, you know, this really grabbed me, of course. So this is, you know, what I'm most excited about so far. But it was a lot of fun working on the set of the Got My Lokes on Video with Jeezy and Ice Cube. Um, that was a lot of fun. Those guys are pretty crazy. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, they're a lot of fun. And then also next week I'm going to be on an episode of Drop Dead Diva for the Policeman's Ball episode. Congrats. Let me know that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I've just been doing a lot. I do modeling as well as acting. So um, I've just been doing a lot of modeling and um, acting here and there. And this is my main project that I'm pouring everything into. Right. Wow. And you ladies are doing an excellent job. I mean, Thank you. This, Thank you know, you. this project to me, I mean, it's just, it hits home and then it hits to a lot of people who are, you know, walking around thinking that they're the perfect person because they don't feel this type of way. But we have exactly. our hidden racism all the time and we just don't realize mm-hmm. it. It's always good to have mm-hmm. things like just kind of slap slap you upside the head and just tell <laughs> you, you know, you need to check yourself because you right, do right. have type of feelings about things you just are mm-hmm. selective and knowing what they are so exactly um, it's right. good that you guys have this out i'm so happy about that i can't wait to see this production i really can't thank you i, I don't thank want you. it to be, i don't want it to be a straight to dvd and i don't want it to be <laughs> oh no it, it's, it's definitely it's going to be in cinema I, I want it to be slap up on the screen you know like i want to right. see it because and, right, and the good thing about it, too, is while, while it's so serious, at, at the same time, it's a lot of fun. And there's so many scenes when the audience is just going to be cracking up because, you right. know, Alonzo is a really funny guy. And yes, there are some very scenes funny. that are just Way hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it, a great it's, so, it's, hard, it's hard to stay serious on set because some of the parts are so hilarious. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Well, I have so many callers on the line right now, and I don't even know which one needs is Alonzo. So I'm going to see. I'm just going to like <laughs> I know it because there's only one other one person who's got their hand up. So let me see if that's him. Okay, where are you, Alonzo? Caller and four seven eight. Is that you, Alonzo? Hello. Hi, Alonzo. Hello. Hello, Alonzo. Hey, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh, What's I'm up, <laughs> Hello. We can hear you. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, yes we can hear you. I'm here. How are we you? We know. <laughs> What's up, <though? laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm, 
I'm fine, and welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here. We've been talking to the ladies about this project, and I'm so very impressed, and I just can't wait to see it. So what I'd like you to do is tell us a little bit about yourself, and then you can tell us about how you um, came up with this beautiful project. Okay. Well, uh, well, first of all, of course, my name is Alonzo Anderson, and um, obviously I'm a, I'm a screenwriter. Um, I'm originally from uh, Warner Robins, Georgia. Um, I've been writing since I was probably like in middle school or whatever. And uh, I just always had a love for movies and a love for for writing. So it was kind of like a natural mix for me to uh, get into uh, screenwriting. And it's something that I um, got really serious about. Uh, a few years ago, uh, over 10 years ago, when, um, you know, something really deep, you know, happened to me. You know how they always say, how people always say, uh, you know, if something big happens to them or whatever, they always say, you know, this will make a great movie. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, right. that, something big like <laughs> That's that my life. And I, yeah, and I was like, hey, you know, this would be a great movie. And I just went out and said, hey, I'll write a movie. So that's when I really got serious about screenwriting and learning the d- dynamics of it. And once I did that, I just told I was totally like hooked and addicted to it. So I just been writing ever since then, just building my skills and learning as much as I can, taking classes and just reading screenplays by other uh, successful writers and just and finding my own voice. And and I I finally been able to do that. And and you know here I am. And and I was able to uh, actually uh, sell um, a screenplay. Um, uh, entitled Omaha Street that I wrote uh, probably about eight years ago. That was my first sale, and getting that done really motivated me to, to uh, you, know, you know, dig deeper into it. And going through that process and learning more about production and going through that whole process, I decided with uh, Stepsisters that not only would I, you know, write it, of course, but I would also produce it. So, you know, one thing led to another, and uh, here we are. <laughs> wow. Here we are. Wow. Yeah, That's so. great. Um, and it, it just brought such an, a wonderful trio together to to do this project. And I was just telling them earlier that you're like the next Spike Lee with topics like this, and you're being so raw and natural about it. Um, you know, what made you want to bring the attention to this, this subject? Well, um, actually, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Anthony Nixon, uh, we had been talking about working together on a project, and we and, and we had always kind of talked about doing something that was gritty and re- relevant, and and, and kind of expose some things that that the audience may not have seen before. So you know, so we we talked it out and came up with the idea for stepsisters. And originally, it was called College Life, and and it really didn't have any step any stepping in it. It was just strictly an expose on on college. And how and, and the, the kind of like the seedy underbelly of college, the things that we all probably have experienced, but you don't see in mainstream media. But as I as I sat on the project and thought about it and started fleshing out the characters, I, I wanted to incorporate something into it that had a common thread that everyone could rally around. And obviously, you know, with college, there's a couple of things. You know, it's sports. You know, and, and obviously academics. And the thing that no one's done from a female perspective was stepping. I know we got Stomp the Yard and things like that out there, but 
but it never really, you know, been addressed from uh, from the sorority and the female point of view. So that gave me that uh, that thing that I could kind of kind of rally around, and um, that's when I started fleshing out the ideas for stepsisters and adding in that stepping element. So that's how how it all came kind of came together, and 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 just and just you know me doing my research on sororities and, and hazing and. And also um, looking at the racial dynamic, and, you know, in today's climate and how that plays out on a college campus, it all became like this perfect storm of, of creativity. And next thing you know, once again, you know, it's stepsisters and it's hot and it's relevant and everybody's like totally gassed about it. So am I. Okay. Wow, that was wonderful. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> let me ask you, yeah. did you ever think that, you know, or do you still think uh, that this project may touch on a lot of people's, you know, tender feelings or about themselves or cause any type of controversy amongst the college, um, you know, administrators or anything like that? Do you think that that's a possibility of happening? You know what? And, and I don't, I don't want to sound sound flip by by saying this, but I certainly hope so. Um, I, I wanted to stir controversy because I wanted, I wanted to stimulate conversation. Um, you know, uh, among people, you know, blacks, white, especially, you know, the females. And, and, and that's, how you, that's how you enact change is when people rally around something because if it didn't stir up emotions and it didn't cause a controversy, then, A, the, the project probably wouldn't be very successful, and, B, nobody would really care about it. It would just kind of like come and go. But when you right. have a subject that everyone can kind of rally around, be it controversial or be it something positive, then it's going to enact change. And obviously in the United States of America, racism or, or race relations, not so much racism but with our project, but race relations are always a hot point. It doesn't matter, you know, what day and age you're in. In, in America, race is always going to be a hot-button topic, whether it's now or 50 years from now. It is always going to be there. So, so yeah, I, I, want, I want to stimulate conversation because people can have these type of conversations that you and I are having right now and A, is going to motivate them to go out and see the film, and B, is going to motivate them to maybe take a deeper look at themselves. And if it changes one person, then we've accomplished something. Right. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Um, was, it, was it destined to be a project filmed in Georgia? I know you have history in Georgia. Uh, was it, what was it that made you want to pick that location? Uh, yeah, because... For one, you know, in the in the Atlanta area, obviously, you know, when it comes to entertainment, you know, especially, you know, in the east and in the in the southeast, Atlanta is pretty much the spot to be. Now, you know, of course, you got New York, you got L.A. and places like that, but you know, over the last you know 15, 20 years, Atlanta's become a hotbed of of you know of the entertainment industry. And being uh being a young writer, someone who's still trying to kind of you know get his feet wet in Hollywood. I didn't. I didn't want to go through the same, the same pattern that other writers, producers have gone through, um, because I'm a firm believer that you do with what everybody else is doing, you're gonna get the same result. So I figured do something a little different and just base it, you know, base it out of Atlanta. That way I can use um, local Atlanta talent, which was always my my number one goal was to use was to use um, local. Uh, talent, not I'm not saying unknown, but people who probably haven't done done a whole lot of work to where they're like mainstream and everybody you know knows them from a glimpse. 
I, I, I thought it was very important in this project to have have um, lesser-known talent attached to it because I think it adds to the authenticity of it. And uh, once again, not to disparage, um, you know, any you know any you know, successful actors out there, but say for example, if this project starred, um, give me a name, somebody uh, of a hot young. Zoe Saldana. Yeah, if Zoe Saldana. Right. Yeah, if this project starred um, Zoe Saldana, then it's probably not going to get the same type of of reaction that it would get with lesser known actors. And let me qualify that by saying is that people are going to go see it for Zoe Saldana. They're not going to go see it because it's a project that that is relevant and they're going to learn something from because they're all, you're already kind of jaded by the fact that you got that name in there. Am I making right. any sense? Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I think, I think it gives it more realism, more authenticity if it's people that you're not really familiar with. It is. That's absolutely true. Uh, and because you would, in most cases, you would think that person actually is a, a, a student in that school or, you know, right, someone exactly. who really is experienced in that because you're not looking at an actress that we already know from clear across the other side of town, you know, or other side of the, the country. And, and it's right, somebody who maybe even didn't go to college. Right, you know, so it's always good to have somebody who can really bring to light the the actual, uh, you know, appearance and personality of a college student that has experienced those type of things that your, you know, story is about. So that's what makes it more realistic. I was just telling this is like a better than a reality show because it is, it's real reality. They don't ever focus right. on anything like this. It's like they're afraid. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, just to kind of close out what we're just saying, uh, Stump the Yard is, is, a, is a perfect example of what I mean because uh, who knew who, really, who knew Columbus Short before uh, Stump the Yard came out? I know I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I didn't either. <laughs> exactly. But look at him now. So, right. so And, you know, they had it, to put Chris Brown in there for, like, ten exactly. minutes. Exactly. Just so you exactly. can come and look at the movie. Because you would think exactly. he would be in the whole movie throughout the, the whole Movie. He was in there for the first ten minutes. If no, I never even realized that. They they killed yeah. him off real quick. Yeah. Yeah. They just said blown off in the first five minutes. Then it became about Columbus Short, and right. I said, hey, let me let me do the same type of thing, but without somebody getting shot. You know. Right. So. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alonzo, for not killing me off. Well, <laughs> it's pretty intense, but there's no guns. No, no uh-huh. guns. Right. No. My hair there's looks like I got shot in a couple scenes, but. You know, it's intense. And some people might want to shoot me after the film comes out for some of the things that happen. uh, If you make that kind of an impression, that means you're just a really, really great actress. Because if you make (laughs) people hate you, (laughs) that means you're a great actress. I love the dynamics that the the dynamic of between the two characters between Christina and Angela, how uh, Alonzo wrote them to be so different that the outsiders, the the, the viewers, who look at them and say, "How the heck did they become friends?" Like they are so different, and not just by race, but Angela, the character Angela is so in your face to where she doesn't care who you are, she's going to speak her mind. And Christina is typically the more level-headed one that has to calm Angela down and let her know, look, you know, you're wilding right now. You need to just, you know, calm down. 
Right. So she, you know, she really keeps Angela calm in the movie, and they need each other. They really need each other in the film, and I can see why they've remained friends for that long because it's just it's just a beautiful friendship to see that these two girls have remained friends from childhood, from third grade, and on up into college, and they need each other. Angela really needs Christina because Angela could very well get herself locked up if she didn't have Christina. <laughs> but <laughs> Christina, Christina needs Angela because... Yes. Angela speaks up for Christina. She says the things that Christina wouldn't say because she's more timid, more shy. But it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful love story. It's a beautiful friendship between them that somehow tragically becomes very ugly. And it's sad to say it, but that's how real life is. And it's that's heartbreaking, true. you know. It is. Right. It's really heartbreaking to see, but it's real. Right. Now, Alonzo, outside of the relationship between um, uh, these two ladies here. I understand you have some other subjects that you're sort of like touching on a bit too. Can you tell us a little bit more about those things you want to bring attention to? You mean as far as in this particular film or? Yes. Uh, like relationships or uh, incidents yeah. between, say, the, you know, the, the other college students and the female college students. Like yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, actually, I wrote a couple of things that I think a lot of people are going to get upset about. Um, like, for example, not to give away too much of the film, but there's a scene where the frat brothers actually um, hold a meeting it's called a draft party where they, where they determine who they're going to sleep with during the, college, during the, um, during the semester. And, and I've never seen anything like that, in, like that in film before, but I know it happens because I witnessed it personally. Okay. So I think I'm kind of exposing some things that, you know, that, that uh, men and especially, you know, college-age men, especially fraternities, do. And it's something that's obviously dehumanizing to women, but I thought it was important to, sh- to show that um, because that, that is, that is a, a, a sector of, of college life that you, you're not going to see in a film, not at all. And um, so I thought it was important to touch on those type of relationship things because one of the characters – that becomes involved with uh, the Christina character, uh, he is actually, like, juggling three women, but she doesn't know that, but the audience does. So I thought it was important to kind of to show that, to kind of get the audience to, to rally around the Christina character even more, and also to kind of highlight some of the things that men, that people all, all know that men do, but it's just not something that you often see in film especially right. um, in, in, in these types of films. And um, secondly, there's another scene where I'm not going to say anything about it, but there's another scene where the Angela character does something that is, like, completely shocking. And when this happens, I think you're going to hear some, some, get some, some gas, some audible gas um, from the audience because it is just so abrupt and so desperate and so in your face. And I, I tell you one thing, I, I can honestly say this, the Angela character is just something that's never been seen in film before, ever. What do I do? What do I do, Alonzo? Tell me. What do I do? I'm not telling you. <laughs> so, I know what he's talking about. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'm still trying to gas myself up to actually do it. I'm trying to find the courage to do it. 
Right. We have, we definitely have to be courageous in this film. That's for sure. Yes. He's got us yes. doing some intense scenes, but um, that's real life. But I really but, appreciate that for 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 from Alonzo because you have to. It, he's challenging us. I know he's challenging me as an actress because I have to step outside of myself and say, okay, Jennifer, you wouldn't do this, but Angela would. You know, not Angela Phillips, but Angela Nixon in the film. She would do this, and I have to pull myself away and say, okay, suck it up. This is acting. You are not this person. And I can definitely tell you, when you see this film, Ravinda, I promise you, you will probably look at this young lady and say, I talked to her. <laughs> you know? need the weapon. I have to come down and, like, data paint it and put you out and stuff like that. <laughs> he actually, Alonzo is actually challenging. He's making me step my, my acting skills up, and I really appreciate him for giving me the opportunity to, to do this role. He's actually trusting me and Christina. You know, well, right. I'm sorry, Angela. <laughs> Not Angela in the movie, but Angela Phillips. He's challenging both of us. He's he's placing a great deal of of uh, pressure on us and saying, "Look, y'all, I'm I'm actually expecting y'all to bring it because y'all right. have a lot of the the film, a lot of the parts of the film. So he's making us, you know, step our game up and 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 bring it. And that means putting feelings aside. I can't get mad when Christina says things to me or." You know, she may, may ruffle a few feathers and everything. I have to say, all right, all right, this is Christina. This is not Angela. So, right. you know, I really appreciate him for doing that. And, and Alonzo, before you actually dialed in, we were talking about a few parts when uh, we were talking about some, 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 some things in the film that other than just the, the obvious racism and, um, you know, the, the race relations, we were actually talking about how the uh, relationships with, between the male and the female characters in the film and I was telling her how I really, really appreciate you, how um, you, you're preparing the, 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 the young women who are about to go into college and the parents and the guardians and let them know, look, this is actually what happens in college. Don't let Save by the Bell and all this other stuff fool you. Mm-hmm. This is what really happened. <laughs> this yeah. is the real I college years. <laughs> right. So I really appreciate you for saying, you know, you know young women, this is what right. this is what's ahead of you. Prepare yourself. Don't believe everything that these these young boys are saying. Yeah, the guys so, might be hating on him a little bit after this. They might right. not be too happy with him, but Alonzo's gonna get a lot of play. The ladies are gonna love him. The ladies are gonna love play. Now, Alonzo, well, I want makes, you to. Yeah. I would like you to tell me um, what what. Um, what personality or, or character, you know, behavior or anything that stood out from each one of these young ladies that made you want to cast them in this film? And let's start with Jennifer. Let's start with Jennifer. <laughs> what was it about her that made that, you want to definitely put her in the movie? That is an excellent question, and I'm so glad you asked that. That's an excellent question. Be nice, uh, Alonzo. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. Now, um, when I put out the casting call for these two characters, I mean, we got thousands of submissions from across the country. And I mean, when I say thousands, I mean thousands. I mean, I looked at so many headshots and resumes and reels that I was, like, just going blind. And, um, and I'm like, I, was, I kept thinking to myself, I'm never going to find what I'm looking for, you know, in these two characters, you know, because each, obviously, you know, a lot of the actresses that, that applied for, um, for this role 
were very talented and had their own merits, but it was, there was just some some key characteristic that didn't fit this character. Anyways, long story short, we held a casting call up in Atlanta, and Jennifer walks in, and I instantly knew she was the one. I mean, she didn't have to say a Aww, word. thank <laughs> you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I instantly knew that she was the one, and uh, I remember I looked at my casting director, and we both just nodded at each other. And and we were kind of like kind of you know kind of calm each other down like well let's let's see if she will, when she opens her mouth you know what comes out because I mean <laughs> the when I wrote the character and envisioned the look of the character it was Jennifer and I'm like and looking at her resume and and, and looking at you know what she brought to you know just just before she even auditioned I knew that you know this is the person I really wanted to see so when she when she auditioned we we I mean like ten minutes ten seconds in. We knew she was the one. We was like, okay, we got our Jennifer. And we really put her through the ring. We made her do some things in her yes, audition. Yes, they did. <laughs> Brenda, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> when I tell you, <laughs> I was like, is this normal? I don't even think I, 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 I damn near had to give blood just to get part. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, she absolutely but I nailed it. it. She absolutely nailed it. Yeah, and I remember, I remember, I remember going home that night and watching it over and over. I probably watched it maybe ten times, over and over and over again, just to make sure that I saw what I saw. And, oh, uh, thank and I was you. like thousand percent, you know, convinced that that uh, I had my, you know, I had my Angela character. Now, at this particular casting call, I still couldn't find the Christina character. I still, you know, right. went through a lot of different people. I said, okay, we have got to hold another casting call, and. Um, and uh, my thought was, now since I had my, my I had Jennifer cast, I, I would bring her in, have her read with some of the actress that, actresses that we were considering for Christina. Anyways, I know it's a long story, but I'm trying to get to I'm trying to get to the point here. Um, <laughs> once again, I'm just going through all these different submissions from all these actresses and everything. I'm not finding Christina. I'm not finding Christina. And then, I mean, just on a, I mean, it was, I, you, t- you want to talk about a shot in the dark? This is like a total shot in the dark. Because I got to the point where I stopped even looking at the submissions. I was just, just I'm done with it. I'll let my casting director bring somebody to me. Anyways, um, I happened to see um, Angela's email, and so, for some reason, something just just moved me to open that email and take a look at it. And then, boom! It was like, here I am. I'm Christina. I mean, it, it, was, it was amazing. <laughs> and, and she and she, she attached this 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 nice little. Uh, little uh, note to it kind of explaining some things and everything about herself and, and that she doesn't normally do this. And, and she really she really opened herself up in this email to me, this total stranger, and she said some things that are really personal and really thought-provoking. And that's, that, would, that really drew, you know, drew me in more. And, hey, this, you know, she, she really wants this role, plus it's something, you know, really personal to her. So obviously, obviously looking at her, her, her headshots and everything, obviously I, I knew she had to look for it. And uh, we kind of communicated back and forth. This is something that I generally did, you know, don't do. We kind of communicated back and forth through email, and I kind of learned more about her um, through email. So and I was pretty convinced that she was the one, but still had her come in and read, and I wanted to see her read with Angela, kind of see how they played against each other. So we bring her in, and the moment she walked into the studio, same thing. Uh, looked at my casting director, looked at my producer, and we both, we both mouthed to ourselves, She's the one. And I was like, I know, you know, because I'd already, you know, kind of, kind of, I kind of, I did. I, see, what I, I didn't tell my casting director, and my producer, I didn't tell them about Angela at all. I wanted to kind of see their reaction, 
You told me, remember, how you said you you had this girl in mind and you weren't going to tell me who she was? And whenever I was was so excited, I was like, oh, man, I like her, I like her. And you were like, that's who I was talking about. So I just thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, she comes in and, and, I mean, even though they just met each other, you swear that they've known each other 10 years. It it was just that. (laughs) It was just that amazing. So, mm-hmm. so that's kind of how it happened. I mean, it, it was just you know just luck of the draw that I found these two, and uh, I, I'm just so blessed, you know, you thank know, you. To, to have thank these you two uh, involved in the project. Uh, and I, I love, I love them to death now, you know. So hopefully they won't, they won't, you know, they won't hate me by the time this project is over. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but not, not only have, I think not only have I found you know two wonderful actresses, I think I just I've, I've made two you know lifelong friends as well, which is even more exactly. important than right. that. Definitely. So, um, exactly. So, and uh, I'm 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 totally convinced. I'm a thousand percent convinced that um, that these two are going to be big, 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 big stars in this industry. Going to get a lot of work after this Aww. project comes out. Oh, I, 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 I completely. And I look forward to working with him as well more. Not oh, just yeah, only definitely. on Stepsisters, on on several other projects. So don't just don't just we want us now. We want every starring role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, act, I was actually talking to them, telling them that I actually write screenplays myself and that oh, I really? actually had a story that was, it, this is really ironic because I didn't know about this before I talked to Lynn, and it's just really strange because I was writing a story that has to do with relationships and between um, college students like girls and guys like especially that beginning period when freshman girls just getting there and how the guys are like right. on them and making these bets and all this other stuff and the story right. that i have is very intense and 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 it has to do with date rape and it has to do with um a fear and guilt and a lot of different things that affect people when they're assaulted and you know you know the honesty that they need to bring out about it i mean as the story is it's amazing and i'm i'm saying to myself now i'm like i think i found the person i would like to direct it because everything because when i hear about what you're doing with this project it it lets me know you'll bring out what it is that i'm trying to bring out i'm trying to bring this message out because we recently had some news stories about um some football players you know college football players who um had a young dancer a female dancer and they were accused of uh you know, assaulting her and it was like pretty much they were going to get off because they were you know star athletes and all that stuff right, and right. and I wanted to focus on a lot of deep issues that go around that because the the whole I'm gonna cover everything. Just like you are, Eliza, I'm gonna cover everything. I wanna cover how, you know, in college how this those football stars or whoever athlete stars get all these privileges and and get so much protection that they their egos get out of hand and they feel like they can do anything they want to to anybody. Right. And how some They're people untouchable. Yeah. Right. And Being a college people, athlete, I could definitely help you with that. That's great. And you know how some people that are affected by this feel like, you know, there's going to be nobody on their side, so they stay silent. And this this type of subject is just something that needs to be brought out, too. So I'm going to definitely come to you with that and see what we can do. And I told the girls I was coming down there to do a walk-on. I'm going to just be some lady sitting in a chair rolling my eyes at somebody. Extra. Lonzo, we got to get her to step. We got to get her to step with the key to Yeah, we got to teach her how to step. Oh, speaking of stepping, speaking speaking of stepping, wow. Have you guys talked about the stepping yet? 
about Nikita and Danielle. Yeah, we 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 told them about the the the, gru- the grueling process of everything. Man, we came in there. We were like, oh, this ain't gonna be so bad. Man, <laughs> Nikita Cobb, if you're listening, and Danielle Cook, y'all know y'all wrongs, which I do to, to us every week. That is just that's a shame. Not right. They 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 should. If we were horses, they would shoot us by now. That is sad what they do to us. But they are some talented, talented sisters. I, I don't even know how they have their bodies do some of the things they do. But, yeah, we, we, we're, we were all on top of it. We were just like, and to know where we've come from, how far we've come from Amazing. day one, I must applaud all of the steppers, everybody, because yes. we, we hit the ground running hard. When Alonzo was like, look, you know, Y'all, y'all have to come in. Y'all have to represent. This is y'all are representing pretty much the 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 top sororities and fraternities. And we were just like, okay, we don't want to let anybody down. We don't want to misrepresent or in in any way, any fashion. So yeah, Dakota Cobb and Danielle Cook, they are amazing. Wow. So now um, I love stepping, and we have our Greek picnic out here in Philly uh, every July, I believe. Um, at the Belmont Plateau, and I've seen a lot of stepping, and it's such a huge thing, and I love it. And now they're making movies about it all the time. You know, like right. I did love, mm-hmm. I love Stop the Yard, mostly because of the stepping and because they added a lot of crumps in it. And right. that's that's really, I love when you mix all the different dance types in that, and then you just really right. bring where everybody can do it. So how how did you come across the people who were going to help you with you know getting trained getting everybody trained for the step in Alonzo? Uh, Dakita actually um, auditioned uh, for a role in the film. She actually auditioned for the role of uh, of Angela, and um, and uh, she came in and she read. Oh, I didn't know that. So she tried to take yeah, my job. Yeah, she, she, read, she, read, she, read, she read a little bit before you came. Yes. And actually, um, you know, Dakita came in, she read, and it, like I said, she read um, uh, a, a couple hours before Jennifer came in, and I put a check mark by, by Dakita's name as, you know, as a probable for the lead role. And uh, obviously when Jennifer came in, then that kind of put the kibosh on everybody. Just yeah, that's just nasty. That's just nasty. Yeah. yeah, but um, – but I noticed in Dakita's resume that she, had, you know, she was a stepmaster and done some some choreography. So, um, so I called her up and asked her, you know, obviously I wanted her for, wanted her for another role in the film, you know, uh, you know, not for the the lead, but I did want to offer a role, and um, and asked her would she be, you know, interested in and and being our stepmaster and choreographer. And obviously, you know, she said yes. So, so, so really, it was it was it, was, it kind of worked out perfectly. It was good that she didn't get the lead role. Because uh, of, of the demand uh, for her, you know, being the the choreographer, you know, choreographer, you know, is very demanding. So uh, I think it, it kind of worked out perfectly, and she's very talented. And um, right. and Danielle, Danielle, she actually came to the audition um, just to support a friend of hers, uh, uh, an actor who's uh, who's been cast in the role in uh, in the film as well, and she was just there to support him, and uh, just in talking. She told my business manager that she uh, she did some stepping, and that she was a stepmaster. So he called her up and recruited her, and she came in and uh, and they 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 talked and put it together, and they came up with some just some awesome stuff. So so you know I guess in these type projects a lot a lot of times things kind of happen happen by chance, and that definitely was a a chance for us, and it was a blessing. So I'm really glad to have them on the project. 
Wow. Wow. I mean, I am so excited about it. I cannot wait until it is out and done. How far are you in production at this point? Actually, uh, we're in the final stages of pre-production, so we're ready, ready to uh, actually go ahead and start um, start filming. Uh, um, our director, um, you know, Mark Lafleur. Lafleur, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's French. Le I want to make sure I said it right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, right now, he's wrapping up a film that he's um, he's directing. And as soon as he finishes production there, then uh, he's gonna he's gonna fly on out uh, with the rest of the production team. We're gonna jump right into it and get to work. So um so so I'm so excited to have him. So we decided to kind of slow production down a little bit, to, you know, to make sure that we got him. So it kind of added a little bit to our production date. But but uh, we're so excited to have him. That I, I think I think it's really worth the wait. And I think he's going to do an awesome job with awesome awesome job with these ladies. And um, because he he brings something different to it. And uh, you're not too um, you know. Once again, I know there's a lot of race relations going on in the film and everything. I hate keep going back to the black white thing. But um, but Mark uh, is a, is a white guy, and 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 you know, when I interviewed him and talked with him, um, you know I thought it was important that that we bring a different perspective to the project, and and I think having um, a white director, um, someone and he's not really he's he's not really familiar with the stepping culture, so I thought it was great to have him aboard because we're going to bring a different perspective, and right. and. And him doing his research and, and the learning process, he he's not coming in with the, with the preconceived notion. So right. he's able to be even more bold and more and more brazen um, with his ideas. And I've seen that already. Just you know, going and breaking the script down with him, he is he is totally taking it in a different direction. And he's taking it in a direction that I always wanted it to go because he is he is completely unafraid to ruffle feathers. So. Yeah. So, so I think I think I think so having right in. yeah exactly right. his, need his, more people like that <laughs> yeah his, yeah his bravery you know with that and his courage to want to step out and and and, and really ruffle feathers I think is really going to add to the project right absolutely because sometimes that's the only thing that stops you from going forward with somebody who's going to have a little personal issue about it and and you know they don't want to have anything that's politically incorrect going on and you know there's people out here like who you're talking about and you guys yourselves who don't care about your you know these people's personal feelings about it this is an issue don't care about your feelings (laughs) it, it actually affects everybody in the entire country and the world of course because these are issues that have been going on for a long time and need to be addressed. They're not going to be uh, resolved if we don't bring up the attention to it because we have generations and generations of kids who are still right. acting like what they see their parents act like. Right. So we have to put a mm-hmm. stop to it at some point so that we all can live here comfortably and, and around each other while having these little, you know, feelings about somebody because of their race or their, you know, shade of color. Now it's not even about the color. It's the shade of right. the color. Right. Know, and Especially amongst the black community. Yeah, you know, and, right. you know, and it's not just black, it's Hispanic too because I've come right. across some people who are Cuban who are right. fair and they have issues with darker skin uh, Spanish people, so it's around right. and just about, and it happens in Asia. There's it's, it's yeah, like exactly. that. That is historical because they were actually doing genocide of people of certain cultures, just like they're doing in Africa. So right. that type East of thing Indian, is not right. It's not new. It's it's still been mm-hmm. going on, and it's it's been going on in every part of the world. And it's just something we need to address. And things like this 
are are subjects that need to be brought out because they're not, you know, all filled up with special effects and, and, you know, super major stars like Angelina Jolie swinging from a a vine or exactly. You know, it's like exactly. you know, we take the fluff Tom out Cruise of it. as the last samurai, <laughs> right? Because if Tom, I love Tom Cruise, but if he comes back, what sense did that make? Telling us how he distanced to Power Ninety Nine every time he comes to Philadelphia, and he's barely ever here, and he knows he's not sitting there listening to, to Lil Wayne and right. anybody else. So, you know, I, I, I don't want to see people do stuff for the publicity. I want to see exactly. raw people. Don't care about what you feel about. We just trying to get you this message so you can change your exactly. message. That's why I love this project. Absolutely, we appreciate right. it. Thank you Thank so you. much. Wow. So now, once you finished all the production and and everything, when do you anticipate you know this first screening? Uh, if everything goes to schedule, then we're looking at we're looking at probably sometime uh, probably middle of next year. Um, if we meet, we meet our production dates, then we should definitely see um, a 2011 release. So, um, so it's soon. It's real soon. Before you know it, it's gonna it's gonna be here, and right. uh, and uh, you, you're gonna you're gonna be hearing more and more about the project. Um, it's the obviously, you know, yeah, the promotion the promotional wheel is already turning. Obviously, with us talking here and a lot of other things that's been going on. You know, the the TV shows that we've done and. And uh, obviously, um, the thing with CNN. Have you guys discussed that at all yet, or anything? Or? Yes, we, we, we didn't, didn't, mention, about we didn't mention what. Um, well, we didn't mention the show that we will be on. It will be headline news, actually, with CNN. And then there's possibility that it will be picked up for international showing as Great. well. That's Later great. on, uh, sometimes this this month, so month yes. of June. Now, is this yeah. going to be also a potential project for Sundance? Potentially, uh, we're still we're still we're still trying to formulate exactly which way we're going to go with it. Um, obviously, the the distribution piece is always the the, the most important piece uh, of of any of any picture when it comes to um, getting a film out to the mass. Because obviously, without distribution, nobody's going to see it. At least, you know, not right. the numbers that you want. So, right. Sundance is definitely a possibility because it gets so much exposure. So that's something that we're kind of, we're kind of mulling over. Should we should, should we go the Sundance route, or should we go just, you know go with um, just uh, shopping it to distributors? So really, it's gonna it, 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 it really to be honest with you, and I'm gonna throw it out there. It's all up to um, all up to Angela and Jennifer as to which way we go with it wow. because yeah Whoa. because the, the strength of the project. <laughs> Thanks, Alonzo. You're welcome. No No, but seriously, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. And I've told them this several I'm times. I'm being sarcastic. So, no, I'm just kidding. I know. I, know. I really am grateful, though. But really, uh, and I told Angela this a couple of days ago, because you see the one sheet. You're not going to see Alonzo Anderson. You're not going to see Nikita Cobb. You're going to see, you know, Angela Phillip and Jennifer Sears. So when anybody sees anything about this project, they're going to see those two faces. So so if they don't bring it and, and if they don't just absolutely kill it um, on film, then, right. you know, this, this pro- the, the success of this project, you know, may not be what we want it to be. But right. obviously, you know, we're all very confident that they're going to do that. So that's not even an issue. So right. Right. so so yeah. they kill it the way they're going to kill it, then we take the Sundance, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rip the roof off. 
You know, we right. take the stand. It's really you know, important it's like, that, that yeah. your director and your key stars are doing the the best of their ability because the director brings all that out of them, and then they can mm-hmm. put it on their screen. So as long as those three elements are, are like 150%, you know, that's where you're going to see your success. Everybody's going to know everything about it. I mean, I was I, I hear that um, Angela's going to make us mad. And <laughs> oh yes, girl! I'm no, gonna I make everybody so mad. I'm mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> I must say I was mad at you a couple times too. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. Let's do it. Cut. Let's do it again. <laughs> I want you to do that because when I saw Higher Learning and um, Mr. Oh, Remy did that. Right. And he, I love him. But when he and he's like always been this goofy guy. But when okay. he was playing that character, I mean, I didn't hate him or anything, but I was like, I was so mad at him. And it right. was like, you know, he did such an excellent job. And then, like, years later, I see him playing the teacher and the parent. Right, right. You know? so, <laughs> it's amazing. It's like the characters have to bring it and bring right. it out and make people want to, you know, if you can make me hate, like, hate you or want to kill you or do a Jada picking on you in the street. Right. You know, that's when I know that you are a really, really good actor because then so you can make fulfill the emotion that you're supposed to be making that character put out like that. So, you know, I think you ladies will be fine. I mean, I could I could Thank feel you. your personalities through the phone. So. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Yeah, you know, well, since, you know, since we're on the radio and everything, we got millions of people out there listening to us. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm going to throw it out there and really put the pressure on these girls because, because you know, once again, I've got a million percent confidence in them, and I, I'm here to tell you right now, uh, I, this I'm going to I'm going to ride or die with these girls. So no matter what Thank happens, you. no matter what, Thank no matter you. what happens, even if we I got your back, no. <laughs> <laughs> no we matter got what your back. Yeah, you better have my back because. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you better have my back. <laughs> because, because but no, I, I, I was. Yeah, I was telling I was telling Alonzo that like when he first asked me, whenever he first offered me the the the, the role, and he's like, "This is a lot of pressure I'm putting on you." I'm like, "It's all right, you know." All throughout college, all throughout college, I worked best under pressure. I worked best under pressure because. Whenever it was time for me to crank out that, you know, that, that senior thesis and you had to do your own research and you had to, you know, do your own interviews, your own surveys, I was out there hustling. Like, I was like, if this is something that I want, I'm going after it 100%, 1,000%. So I work good under pressure, no pressure at all. The more pressure, the better, actually. So I feel the exact same way. I know. I mean, that, I think when you a little height, a little heat under your butt kind of makes you feel a little bit more apt to go and do something because if if you don't have the energy or the desire to get into it, then you probably have to go do something else. But if if you feel the passion that everybody else on your team feels, everybody feels that passion, that's when you're going to be successful at your project because everybody's on the same page. And we have right. projects in the past where we had we hear stories of you know a little diva ish star, right. you know, they, they're like, they mm-hmm. did not above themselves because they're the star of the movie or whatever. And that's just a, you know, that doesn't work. And it makes them right. get like this personality nobody ever wants to know. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, <laughs> maybe, you know what I, I like because of that, to me, um, that person ruined the franchise. And right. 
you know, to have an attitude like that or a personality like that can ruin a project, even if it's a good story. So, right. you know, as long as everybody can have the developed relationship with each other and they understand what the goal is and they're not, like, putting themselves in front of everything else, I think you'd do a marvelous job and be very successful. Exactly. Well, well, I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad you said that because it, it made me think of something. It's something I, I thought about often when it comes to Jennifer and Angela. Um, like, for example, Angela, um, you know, she, you know, she's an athlete. I mean, she, she played point guard at the University of Kentucky, and anybody knows basketball, college basketball, you playing basketball in Kentucky, that's a different type of pressure all unto itself. And she was mm-hmm. the point guard. I mean, she was the leader. So if anybody knows pressure having to perform, you know, with, with, with the, you know, the highest of expectations, it is her. And the thing that kind of shocked me the most about, about Angela and about Jennifer is, okay, and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be, be, be uh, sexist when I say this, I mean, but she's like drop-dead gorgeous. You know what I mean? Oh, thank so, you. So, so to, so looking at her, you never think basketball player get out of here. I know, know right? Think, That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No way, no way. So, so for her to be so down to earth and so kind and so not full of herself was was I mean like a major, major, major shock to me because I expect you know I was kind of halfway expecting her to be kind of like a prima donna, uh, right. diva type person who you know who. <laughs> who, who, who needs special treatment and everything, especially being an athlete because you need special treatment. I bring out water, somebody. Bring out her water. She did request like, all, all red Skittles one time, though. <laughs> <laughs> she's so the opposite. I mean, she's so the opposite of all that, though. And, um, and the same thing with Jennifer because, once again, I mean, Jennifer's just so gorgeous and, and, and you know, everyone – Everyone who sees her, they say the same thing. They say, oh, I bet she's got a, I bet she got a swelled head. And anyone who's seen, you know, Medea's family reunion, you know, they're like, wow. I mean, she's in your film? I'm like, yeah, she's in my film. And well, how is she, man? You know, I bet she's this, this, this. I'm like, no, man. I mean, this girl, she's a nut. And, and she's, she's a like, goofball. <laughs> a goofball. She's like, oh, wow. You know, so, 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 if you, so if you look at Angela's picture or you look at Jennifer's picture, and that's all you see, you're going to think, ah, yeah, you know, this is just another, you know, beautiful chick who, you know, if, if you even look at her the wrong way, she's going to have an attitude when that's just totally, totally, you know, not the case. So that's a, that's a testament, to, testament to them and their makeup and their upbringing and, and their moral, moral fiber in itself. So oh, translating that into this project, once again, that just lets me know, yeah, I want to turn this into a Jennifer Angela love fest, but that just lets me know that – that this is going to be so Yes, you do. <laughs> Secretly, we know what you go home and think about. Hey, 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 hey wait a minute. <laughs> this is a family show, Lamont. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This, this, is, this, is, this is going way too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. But, but Alonzo, you're, you're so cool. <laughs> we're so, we're, we're, you're so cool. And, and the one thing that I can say with working with other writers and, and producers and directors, you give us free reign. Yes, this is your project. Yeah. You, say, you you always ask, how do you feel about this? Would you say this? Or what do you think about this particular scene? How do you feel? And then we tell you exactly how we feel, and you're like, oh, I never would have thought of it that way. Let's go with that. Let's see what that looks like. So you, you're, you're, even though you're the creative genius of this project, you also let us 
play a little part in in the creative side of making this what it is. So I I, I must say right. thank you so much for not having a swole head. Sometimes. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of screenwriters <laughs> don't want to ha- hear anything you have to say. You know, you can't right. you, you, like, know, you can't mine. just call them up and right. You can't just call them up, talk to them about you know how you feel about something. And so yeah, we're truly blessed. I think it's a great cast overall. All everybody right. on the cast has been so great to work with, and I think that's going to have an impact on the film as well. Because there are some parts where I'm like, uh, Lonzo, I don't know if I would really say this. Can I say it like this? And he's, you know, he gives us 100% support. He's like, you know, if this is what's going to make it better or if this is what's going to make it real, then absolutely go ahead. So, right. Right, and I think, I think it's important as a writer. That's one of the things I kind of focused on when I started writing. You know, obviously, I, you know, my personality dictates it as well, that, that I can't have an ego as a writer because if you do that, then you're limiting yourself. And right. you, all, you always have to be open to taking feedback because the uh, the object should always be to make the best film possible, not the best not the best Alonzo Anderson film, but the best film possible. So so and let me let me tell you, let, me, let me say something here and be completely honest here, uh, and I don't, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but I'm sick of reading this screenplay. I'm sick of it because you know <laughs> I've you know I've, I've I've written it. I've read it a thousand times. So I'm sick of reading it. So. So mm-hmm. it's hard for it's hard for me to be objective. It's hard for me to be objective because I've read it so much. Right. So it's too close so to if your someone face. else can read it, exactly. So if if Angela or Jennifer can read it and say, "Hey, I think my character should say this," then I'm like, you know what? I never thought of that because I've read it a million times. So I'm kind of desensitized right. to it. So seeing someone else, so getting someone else's perspective, kind of breathes new life into my ability to go back and rewrite it. So it's important as a writer, I think, personally, it's important as a writer to always have that open-mindedness and willingness to, to take input from wherever it comes from. I don't care if it's from, from an actor or from the director or whomever. Always be open to taking that, that impact, uh, that, that idea, and how it's going to impact your script because it can only make it better if you're, if you're incorporating those ideas because they're going to invest more of themselves into it because, hey, wait a minute, he's actually listening to me and taking my input? I'm really going to give more to him. So, exactly. So, like I said, I, I'm sick of reading it, but it's a good sick of reading it. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean that's <laughs> the best way possible. <laughs> well, I know. I would feel the same way. I would be like, I want to see this on the screen right now. I would be so impatient, you know, to get it out there and just finish it and just move on to the next one and to see everybody else see my vision. That's that's this right. would be the attitude that I would have right at this point because now you're just about to put it out there to the world and then you got to wait for everybody's opinions and, and reviews and, and all that. So, you know, right. now now what other projects had you been working on or that you are working on, Alonzo? Uh, I think I mentioned earlier on Omaha Street, which is um, – a uh, screenplay that I wrote, of course. I uh, actually co-wrote it with a friend of mine, uh, Matt Markham. Uh, we recently completed the the sale uh, of that project to Intermedia Artists, so that that is actually in, in production now. It's, it's a green lit uh, project, so um, I'm I'm sure we'll probably see that film somewhere, probably uh, in you know 2011, maybe um, maybe 2012, somewhere around there. So. Um, Obviously, uh, I'm still doing a little, a little work on that, and not quite sure, you know, how that's gonna distract me from stepsister. I'm trying my best not to let it distract me too much. So I'm very excited about that because it's a totally different, you know, different genre that I'm writing in, and something I'm very proud of. So, um, 
and a lot of people have been, been, been mentioning the O word, word when it comes to that particular screenplay. So I'm not going to say that oh. word out loud, but oh. a lot of folks. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of folks have mentioned the O word when it comes to that screenplay. So I'm, I'm cautiously, I'm cautiously optimistic. And um, actually. It's, um, it's a two O's now. What'd you it say? Could be two different O's. That could be two different O's now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I'll take them all. I take them all. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm always writing. I'm always writing. I have I actually have five uh, totally completed screenplays that are ready to go. That are in very various stages of uh, of development. I have nine others that I'm working on. So I'm constantly, constantly working. I think Angela and Jennifer Let- can tell you that because. How about your girl? How about your girl? Right. Sorry, I had a little cold. (laughs) Let me tell you. Let me just tell you how amazing Alonzo is as a writer. He spoke with me. Um, Something caught his attention on my Model Mayhem profile, a comment that I had made, and just by reading that, he was able to read so much into my life and how I was treated as a person. And, you know, we spoke on the phone for a little while, and, you know, Within the next couple of weeks, before I know it, you know, he's written a screenplay about, you know, not exactly on my life, but how would you say it, Alonzo? How would you, how would you compare uh, it? I would say inspired by actual events. That's the best way right. To and it was just so amazing the way that, you know, we didn't even go into deep detail um, about specific scenes and stuff, and he wrote this, and it was like, I was reading my life that had happened, you know, and it was, it was amazing. So he he's so talented, and, and we're going to see tons more from him in the future, I'm sure. Right, oh, by the right. way, Angela. Uh, Angela, by the way. Uh, I'm almost Which finished. Angela? No, I just playing. <laughs> I just felt left out. I just felt left out. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, I'm I'm almost finished with it, so I think you're going to be shocked when you read it. So, so. Oh, I can't, can't wait. <laughs> Can you write something about me? Excuse me? A little something. Can you write something about me? I mean, I I need some love. The sisters need love, Lonzo. I mean, <laughs> see, see now, see now you, you 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 making you making me you making me uh, admit the things now. You know, things are kind of coming out now. These, these are surprises here. I, I see. I didn't want I didn't want Angela to know. I didn't want Angela to know. Yeah, I didn't want her to know. <laughs> okay, it's all re- I, it's all Ravinda's fault. She brought it out. She asked the question. <laughs> Yes. Well, maybe maybe actually she can write. Maybe she can write something about you. Yes, can collaborate. Maybe she can do a comedy for you. I will love it. I will love it. Why gotta be a comedy, Angela? Why gotta be? Because you're goofy. Hey, Jennifer. So, what do you think? I'm funny. You think I'm funny? I know. Am I gonna lose you? Funny how? Funny like a clown? Like (laughs) yes, just like a clown. Well, actually, actually, since you said that, Jennifer, there is something that I've written that that um that uh you'll be taking a look at real soon. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Watch, okay. I'm gonna end up getting shot in my behind or something. Just something <laughs> to do, do, do. <laughs> Ain't no telling what you gonna write. I'll right. tell you what, Jennifer. Jennifer, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you tonight. Now, since, since it's out there, I'm gonna send it to you tonight. All right. I'm going to hold okay. you to it. All right. All I'm right. bug the hell out of you every hour until I get it. <laughs> but I've actually, I've actually uh, written another screenplay uh, entitled Joseph Murphy that I'm very proud of, and I recently completed it, and actually I'm shopping it now, and um, and I'm very excited about that, and I've gotten some uh, some positive feedback on that as well. 
So those are the three projects right now that I'm really focusing on: Stepsisters, Omar Street, and Joseph Murphy. But like I said, oh, cool. I, I'm always like I'm, I'm always in the lab. So you can call me three o'clock in the morning. You say, "Hey, Alonzo, what you doing?" I'm, I'm gonna say I'm right. in the lab. So, yeah. <laughs> and he will call you at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he he will call you. Alonzo, I'm right there with you because I'm I probably don't even go to bed until I see some you know sign of light or I hear the birds chirping, because I'm, I'm, oh, like, no. I'm always writing or working or whatever. And, and like, a lot of times, because I had a radio show, I don't get to do any writing until everything calms down. Right, so right. I think it's important that you, you know, if you have that kind of talent, that you keep on doing it and keep writing. Now, did you ever write anything besides your screenplays, Alonzo, like any kind of short stories or any kind of, like, poetry, anything like that? Actually, uh, once again, I'm working on a novel as well. So wow. uh, I've always done short stories, poetry. Uh, actually, uh, when I was um, a few years younger, I, I actually uh, was a rapper. So I, I, I had that. <laughs> All right, what's your name? MC Zolo? We do promote artists here now. I can put you on the spot and let you rap a few. Uh, well, actually, do it. Let's let's hear it. No, no, no. But actually, I just I actually I just did a song. Actually, I was uh, I was kind of inspired to do a song. I woke up uh, a few weekends ago uh, with a song in my head, and I went into the studio and laid it down. So the skills are still there. So don't don't sleep on the skills now. The skills are still there. So. MC Zolo. Instead of one of your movies, like you know. Wait a minute, that's a lot. Well, that's, that's the guy who did this story, and he's rapping in the song. Actually, the song that I did a couple of weeks ago is going to be on the soundtrack. So, uh, so Uh-oh. yeah. Oh. That would be something. If, if that's a hit, and then the movie's a hit, I mean, what, what you going to take, the Grammy or the Oscar? I, mean, I like, know, right? Grammy, Oscar, NAACP award, you name it. If it was an award, <laughs> I want it. I'm taking it. I'm saying, I, I, want, I want to make a lot. I want to make a lot of speeches next year, uh, Jennifer and Angela. So, hey, you guys got to bring it so I can make some speeches. We got right? you. Okay, no we problem. Got you. We got it. Just don't just, just don't pull a Kanye and run up there if we don't win, all right? No. <laughs> <Do not> right. <laughs> 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 no, sisters was the best film of the year. Start a new trend and fighting at the awards. You get up there and start a, a big fight on on stage. Uh, I know, right? Right on stage. <laughs> that was the <laughs> Wow. Now I'm going to take a very short break and put a commercial on for a project that I'm working on. And um, before I put the commercial, I'm going to just mention that it's called The Face of the Caribbean. Um, it's a competition that is open to uh, models, like swimsuit models and hair models. It's open to um, singers and songwriters and music producers. It's open to photographers, hairstylists, fashion designers. Uh, it's also open to um, people who do web design. Um, it's a com- competition that allows you to compete with people from all over the globe. So it's not for just people that are Caribbean. It's for, like, everybody. And you compete in the Virgin – well, you're not going to compete in the Virgin Islands. You're going to compete online because they're going to look at all your material. And whoever wins is going to be the face of the Caribbean in different categories. So, like, for the swimsuit models, they'll pay for you to come out to the Virgin Islands and do hey, a hey, photo hey. shoot for the calendar for next year. Um, they have – a calendar every year. Um, it's so beautiful out there. I mean, the water is just so crystal blue, and they're going to have a lot of things going on, and we're pretty much doing it for the basis of helping a lot of people in Haiti that need right. homes 
And um, right. I really want everybody who who can pass the word out to anybody that's in those categories to enter it. The website address is www.faceofthecaribbean.net. And I would like anybody to go and enter and be a part of that. Make sure you put my name, Ravinda Dalladale, as your referrer so they can track that. And whoever wins is going to win some cash prizes, some promotion, and a free trip, all expense paid, to the Virgin Islands. Also, I will be there broadcasting my show live to interview all the winners and all the people, like the judges and everybody else. I'm going to get to spend some time down there hang out. I promise I will not be drunk. I will not be drunk, and I won't have my clothes on. <laughs> Let me go ahead and hit the gym. Let me go ahead and hit the gym so that, you know, I can be ready. we got to get it together. Hey, Rosenda. Yeah. Rosenda, can I, tell I you guess something? that means I need to give up Popeyes. <laughs> Rosenda, can I tell you something? Uh-huh. I, uh, I went to the Virgin Islands, and I stayed there for a week. And by the time I left, all the virgins was freaks. track to uh, be an entertainment lawyer. I um I had a few mentors 
Um, and uh, the, uh, a couple of law firms, big law firms here in Atlanta, where they had me, you know, um, pretty much just uh, shadow them, and I was studying uh, contracts, reading contracts. And so that was basically what I wanted to do was contractual law. Um, but um, I ended up, instead of being an entertainment lawyer, ended up being an entertainer, and which is good because I, I still know how to read my own contracts and stuff. So, um, but yeah, that's what I was. I was actually planning on being a lawyer. Um, I did. I, I continued to um, dibble and dabble in the arts. Um, ever since I was young, I've always been in the arts. I did dance, ballet, hip hop, lyrical dance, uh, choreographed dances for um, cheerleading squads and church groups. Um, um, I did. Uh, I was just always in, in, in the arts. I, I wrote. Um, I always wrote short stories and poetry, and I, I, I feed on that. So that's you know my creative side. I knew that I didn't want to be all law. I knew that I still wanted to have like the corporate as well as my creative side. Um, so yeah, that's basically what I really wanted to do. I wanted to um, do a lot of. Philanthropy. Um, I did want to open up a lot of community centers um, for children, uh, at-risk children. Um, I wanted to do a lot of homeless shelters and not have to rely on the state or the government for grants. Um, so I, I really, really wanted to be able to do my own thing and give back to the community. Um, had you know a, a little bit of a, um, a past myself where you know I really relied on the community. The community really supported me and my family. Um, throughout ups and our downs, and I always promised myself I made a a, a, a vow to God that, you know, um, ever ever since I was a young kid, I, I told my mother. I remember she um, she still brings this up. When I was a young child, I, I told her I felt like I was pregnant with something big, and I told her I felt like any day now I'm going to give birth to something big, and so she she always she said she always felt like God had plans for me. So I knew that. Whatever the the trials and tribulations that I've gone through, whenever you know, with my family, whenever I was younger, uh, from you know domestic uh, violence to uh, homelessness for a brief period, all that stuff just made me realize, you know, you have to give back. So I was planning on you know doing doing it big in entertainment law, and it's God flipped it to where I'm now in entertainment, and wherever He takes me. I plan on still giving back. I'm still going to somehow circle back around and, and give back to communities. That's that's my main goal. It's not all about the, you know, the awards and all that stuff. And that that would be great. But I want to get to a place where I can give back and use my my fame as a platform to give back to a lot of people. Right. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Now, Eliza, we already know that you'd be writing something regardless. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is it that? Let's talk about your 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 thoughts on your future as far as what you're doing now. What goals do you want to achieve? Well, you know, of course, I started my own production company, AM Square Productions. So whatever I do, I want to make sure that I'm, that I'm controlling my future. Uh, I'm not a control freak, but I, I hate the thought of someone dictating my future. So obviously whatever I do going forward, Hopefully it'll be it'll be under the AM Squared banner in some capacity. I, obviously, I'd be happy to work with other production companies with other studios, but also having some sort of a creative control. Um, but uh, most importantly, and um, this is something that 
you know, that I, I'm going I'm going to stick to. I know everybody probably says this when they start, they get started in the business, especially if they start to realize some level of, of success. But I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna and I want you guys to hold me to this too. Um, oh, you know I, I will. Yeah. Whatever you say, <laughs> whatever you say, <laughs> I'm taking notes. <laughs> I want to make sure I help. I want to make sure I help other writers get the opportunity to um, you know, at least get an opportunity to to get their work out there. Um, as you well know, in this business, I mean, it, it is it is just so hard to get someone. First of all, get someone to read your stuff. Secondly of all, to get someone to want to option it. And third of all, to get someone to actually want to make a film out of it because right. this film industry, I mean, it is so sequestered. I mean, it, there are so many different locks and keys and mazes that you have to go through mm-hmm. just to get to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and I feel kind of blessed that I think I'm a bit of a, an anomaly when it comes to uh, when it comes to this industry because really everything kind of happened kind of like overnight. Well, not really overnight because I've been writing for you know forever it seems, but mm-hmm. it kind of feels like it happened overnight because it just kind of happened so fast and things just kind of mushroomed uh, from where they started to where they are now. So I want to use AM Squared as a forum or as a conduit for talented writers. I'm not going to give anyone anything, but if you're a talented writer, I, I at least want to give, you know, everyone an opportunity to at least, you know, get their stuff read and have an opportunity to maybe um, get their work out there. And I think that's very important because, um, and I, I don't want to say the wrong things or, some, or, or have this come out like I'm bitter or anything like that, but, this industry, I mean, I mean, if you look at mainstream films, there's only like, you know, a very few writers who are actually getting work. You know, it seems right. like, you know, all the major pictures being written by the same writers over and over and over and over again. And right. it's kind of like cookie cutter, you know what I mean? And and I'm not saying that it's mediocre, but, but you know, it, it's like there are, there are thousands of writers out there who are more talented than I will ever be who will never get the chance that I've gotten. Never, mm-hmm. ever. And they're much, you know, they're much more talented than I am. And um, hopefully with AM Squared, um, because one of the things I plan on doing is actually putting together a team of writers and and um, and actually, you know, having those writers write in different genres. So so I, I don't ever want to be selfish with AM Squared where I'm the only person writing everything, but I want to actually right. give opportunities to talented writers. Yeah, we can come in and collaborate together. We can all kind of branch out and do other things and open up opportunities for other writers, because uh, that creativity it, it, it should never be just you know you know saved for a select few. I think mm-hmm. everyone should have, at least have the opportunity to to put their work out there. Yeah, but you know, of course, we got to be quality work and get some junk and set to get done. But if you're talented and and you have those skills and and you're dedicated to it and you really you you're willing to put in the hard work. I at least want to be able to help that writer, you know, maybe talk to an agent or talk to a producer, get an opportunity, get an option. That's all. So that's right. Well, I hope you consider me when you when you're doing that because I I know how hard it is. I've been in submitting. Can I tell your story real stuff. quick? Can I tell your story? Can I tell your story real quick? Yeah, I'm, I'm go glad ahead. you said that. Tell us okay. about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, a few years ago, I put together a writers group. A local, a local writers group where we all just get together and just share ideas and kind of just help one another, right? Well, it didn't, it didn't really work because there are only like a couple of people that are really, you know, kind of dedicated to it, and then eventually they kind of fell out. So it came to the point where it was like a one-man writer group where I was just the only one. Anyways, anyways, I say all this to say this. Uh, this is one writer that I know, 
And she, you know, we would talk on the phone. I've never seen her. I've never seen her with my own two eyes. We just talk, we would just talk on the phone, kind of encourage one another. And uh, and uh, I mean, and and she's like very excited about her writing and very eager. And 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 and, and we, we share ideas and we kind of encourage one another and everything like that. But anyways, anyways, um, I obviously now since I have you know some contacts in the industry and everything, you know, I talked to a producer that I know. And I told him about her and that she had a project that I thought he may want to take a look at. And this happened just about a month ago. So I contacted her, right, and asked her to send me the synopsis so I could pass it on to him. Because this producer, he told me, fine, I'll look at it, but you send it to me. I don't want you giving, me, giving, giving her my information, which makes sense. Right. So I contacted her and said, hey, give it to me. And I'll pass it on to him because he wants to read it. And she refused to do it. And I'm like, wow. what? I mean, we've been talking all this time, but right. but for some reason, she she wanted to send it to him herself. She's like, well, I feel more comfortable sending it to him myself. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Does it matter who gives it to him? Right. I mean, this is a great opportunity. you got a producer who wants to read your stuff. But she's like, well, I'll feel more comfortable if you just gave me his information, and I'll contact him. I said, no, he doesn't want that. Right. So, so he doesn't know her. Exactly. Right. You know, he, he, he's I wouldn't doing want anybody a, just having my number. Exactly. He's right. doing this as, as a favor to me. He's doing this as a favor to me. Yeah. Right. You know, you know, to, and I, and she I kind of fucked up. She didn't see that door open. She didn't see that open exactly. door. She she just walked past that door, and she must have thought it was like a dragon and something on the other side. Of, I know, think what I think, you know, I, yeah, what I think is that is that she, maybe she was thinking that I was going to try to take her idea or something. I'm like, as long as it's copyrighted, hey, I've got enough right. stuff. I only last thing I need right. to take somebody else's stuff, and I, I've, I've already told him about you, giving him your name, and so th- there's nothing I can do with this other than pass it on to him. But you know, but. But she she had this opportunity and she basically gave it away, and I haven't talked to her since, and I'm not because wow. <laughs> opportunities are seldom perfect, but you got to right. be ready for them when they come along. They don't come that often. They don't yeah. come that often. You get one chance. Sometimes you, you get one be chance. Ready. It's almost like a yeah. train that only comes yeah. once every three years or something, and you're in this dead yeah. town, and you just got to get out of here. And if you don't get up there to that to that stop, you gonna miss it. another property so now he's he's right. off you know developing uh, another property and, and he he was sincere, sincerely interested in reading it so you know well bottom line i guess she wasn't she wasn't really hungry like my mother used to say when i was younger i used to say mom hungry and she'd be like all right i'm cooking i'm like well what are you cooking she's like it shouldn't matter if you're hungry so <laughs> exactly. you know yeah. if you if yeah, you're hungry exactly. you you'll eat anything 
So. Yeah, she let she left fear and ego get in the way. So those things you can't have a part of your career. Fear and ego is just not going to work. Right. Right. Not have that. You will not. You will not succeed with those two elements mixed in with everything else that's positive. That's just not going to work. So she so, kind of so blew people, it. Yeah. So the people out there listening, I'll be happy to help you. I'll be happy to read your stuff. But don't get stupid on me. You get stupid on me, I got no time for you. I know. Okay. That's, 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 what if you they know, started you out? Should, <laughs> you should just have one of them paddles like they got in college and just say, you know, I need you to come right. to my office for a minute. You know, just snap <laughs> them right on. Bend over, please. Bend over, please. <laughs> So, right. So, let me just give you one for the road. So. <laughs> wow. So now I wanted to ask a simple question. How is it in Atlanta as far as filming? Like, um, do you have, you know, any any people that are, like, giving me a hard time where everything, like, love and, and, you know, flowers and sunshine down there? You want to lie or the truth? I want <laughs> the truth. I want nothing but the truth from you, Eliza. Because <laughs> I can handle the truth. <laughs> okay, you can't handle the truth. Uh, <laughs> once again, you know, I, I, well, I, and once again, I don't want this coming, you know, coming like I'm bitter. Or, um, I'm trying to, you know, trying to, you know, stick my tongue out at the, at the industry or anything like that. But, but everything comes with a string attached to it. Everything. Right. Everything has an angle to it, and and nine times out of ten, the angle is not to your benefit. So you got you got to be careful. You got to be careful in the people that you deal with, and make sure that 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 you're looking out for yourself because no one else is looking out for you for your best interest. Um, well, I shouldn't say no one. There's always people out there who, who there are very who few. Very yeah, few. Yeah, very. Yeah, you got to be selective in who you deal with. But uh, but I but over the last six months, I've had I mean I've had hundreds of people come to me with different. Offers, uh, they can do this for me, or that for me, or this for me, or that for me. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, it's not like a deal. We can talk about it. We can see what we can do with it. Then there, there comes this this wild, crazy condition that I'm like, come on, man. You know, we're both trying to make it here, man. You know, why? Why? Right. It's like everything just has some sort of crazy um, condition attached to it. Like, say, I mean, you know, like for example, um, I had this one guy who, who you know, who He's a money guy, an investor, and everything, and and uh, you know he was you know willing to maybe put some you know some some uh, substantial funds behind the project, but in order for me to um, do a deal with him, I'd have to turn over the soundtrack to an artist of his and let his artist have all the tracks. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, all of them. No, no movie is like that. Not exactly. even Mariah Carey's week movie had all her songs on there. Yeah. Right. So I got this hot artist, you know, but I want him to do the song. You know, I want him to do the soundtrack and, you know, him alone, you know, him do all 15 songs or whatever, you know, and, and, and that's the condition of the deal. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Come on. Come on. That's not realistic, you know. But, like, you know, so I say, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to, you know, you know, stick my tongue out of the industry and something and the people in Atlanta and everything because nobody gets anything for nothing. It's always you always gotta, you know, you can't you can't expect to get something for nothing. But just sometimes, you know, those conditions that are thrown at you are just so outlandish to the point where you can't even begin to consider it. So, um so people are receptive to you, but you gotta just kinda work around those issues and negotiate and make sure that both parties are, are, are somewhat agreeable to what you're going to, you know, get out of whatever it is that's that's offered to you. So that um, so that you can move forward, uh, but that, that's 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 the capitalistic you know society that we live in, you know the barter system, things of that nature. So you you know you gotta you gotta be aware and ready to do that. But but when we do approach people for different you know for different resources, 
we do get positive feedback, and we talk it out, and we, and we come to some sort of agreement that everybody can be happy with, and and um, so I guess that's a non-answer, but you know, but uh, it's 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 easy, but it's difficult. It's difficultly easy. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you because it's not just there; it's everywhere. And yeah. what I think is, people should just kind of re- recall relationships and, and incidents they've had with people in their everyday life, and just kind of like take it with them when they're going into their industry business, like for entertainment. Like I've worked in corporate America for a long time, and when I look at business part of corporate America, it's not that much different from the entertainment industry because that's been made a corporation, like it went down from the music to the movies, everything. So the same the same people in the same sectors, you know, fake, fake attitudes, fake smiles and all that stuff, and, you know, somebody trying to get something for nothing or always having these little catches like you were saying, you know, it's, it's a business um, attitude, really, and it seems like right. I know people who weren't even like that before they got in the industry, and then they're like just like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you get a um, a virus when you go to L.A. or something, you start acting like everybody else, you know. Right. So I don't know. I guess it's just you gotta start looking at yourself sometimes. You you can't always be like everybody else. You have to change some of the the things. I mean, you can adapt to certain situations, you know, like if you're at a war show and, you, and you, like, everybody's eating at the table, whatever, and everybody, your favorite star comes in your face and, you're, like, you're going to smile. You might be real excited or whatever, but they're going to have an attitude, you know, sometimes because they're being themselves. So you just can't look at them like, you know, oh, my gosh, she was so sweet in that movie. She was such a bitch on, at this award show, you know, um, you just have to look at them as regular people and just deal with them like regular people. And if it's the type of person that will really, like, be trying to stab you in the back, deal with them like you would that person at work to try to stab you in your back. Mm-hmm. So you just have to, to be aware of personalities and, and signs. There's a lot of signs out there that tell you if somebody got your back or not. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a shame it has to be that way, but it's just the way of the world, really. Until everybody yeah, as a whole changes, it's not going to be any different. Right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well said. Well, I'm so excited about this project, and I can't wait to see it in its full status. And um, I'm also going to put out there that you should consider promoting it on the Internet as well. Um, There's going to be a lot of changes in the way um, people are getting their movies put out. Absolutely. They're going to be taking advantage mm-hmm. of the Internet as a forum because right. it's so hard to get into movie theaters and it's so hard to get into the studios and things like that. So people are just, just like with the music industry, you know, moving around the corner a little bit going into the Internet. So consider right. those options as well for your promotion because that is a big right. thing and it's going to get even bigger. Thank you so much. Right. Even television, they're they're doing a study on how many people are giving up their cable television because they can now watch all their shows on on online. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of webisodes that are going, you know, um, that, are, that are replacing the episodes on TVs. Um, it's just it's amazing how the media is, is has has changed just these past few years. It hasn't even been that long. So you know, um, technology is is ever changing. There's always something different coming out each year. It's hard to keep up, but, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. You're right. 
Well, I'm gonna bring you guys back on again a little closer to um, you know when you're when you're filming because I want to hear some some experiences. <laughs> I want to hear about how Alonzo beats us. No, and maybe maybe we can have like a little preview that we could put on our website. You know, like if you do like your little your little three minute preview, you just send it to me so I can put it up because that way um, it'll bring attention, make the you know I can promote it for you, and then people will just really want to see it because they're gonna see a little preview. You know how they do. It's Absolutely. the preview always get you. The preview makes right. you look like so bad. Just don't put Absolutely. everything that's gonna in the movie in the preview. I went to a I went to a movie uh, this past couple of that uh, this past week and I I've already seen like four movies that I want to see this summer so I'm like wow how they catch you they get you like that it's it's funny yeah, how they do. get you in the previews <laughs> they do and and it's a shame but you know that's just the way it is I mean you know but I mean they got to do that to get the audience in and even right. if it's, the movie's going to suck when you see the whole movie because you know I heard right. Iron Man. <laughs> was okay, wasn't as good as the first one, it was something a little right. bit too sensationalized and too unrealistic, even though, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what was so realistic about the first one, it's a robot. It's too so, commercial now, right, exactly. Right, they just had to get crazy about it, so, you know, but Alonzo, when you send me that preview, just don't put every little scene in it preview, and please save Angela's bad girl part for the movie. I don't want to yes. see that part because I want to be so shocked that I'm like, oh, my God, girl, why you do that? I want to, I want to be shocked. <laughs> will do, so, will do. Well, it's been a pleasure having you all on the show, and um, I look forward to having you back on again. I wish you the best for this project. And wow, we'll thank you so much. Thank you so much. Definitely will stay talking touch. with you. Absolutely, and and well, you ladies are going to have some excellent careers, and I can already tell that because you well, already you. have that attitude that you, you need to, to be successful. And Alonzo, you know, let's work together. Right. Let's all work together. Yeah, let's work <laughs> together. Hey, hey, Ravinda. Now, you know, we put it out there on on the on on, uh, on the radio station. Everybody's heard it now, so you got you got to send me something to read. So if you got, oh, something, I'm definitely going to send you something to read. I just don't want okay. you to cry when you finish. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he's a sensitive guy, so I like I'm like I'm like M. Night Shamalian. I like to put some twists in the story. Okay. Like, okay never nice. think just incident will happen and you'll be like, Oh my god, I can't believe that. I was thinking the whole time it was that person. You know, it'll be that type of attitude. That's just how I like I like to just thrill you through the whole story and then just shock you and make you say, Uh uh-uh. uh You know, what did I say? So Shoot, I like to read that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm gonna send something out to you, Alonzo. You and I are gonna be okay. real good friends. We're gonna work on it. So, but um, I'm committed to it. So I'm putting in the universe right now. Absolutely. <laughs> right. That's how you gotta do it. That's right. So um, I'm gonna go um go out this evening with um my song from Kill Bill. I don't know why I love this song, but I'm I'm waiting on RZA to be on the show so he could tell me what made him think about this song. But um this is my theme song for the show. I'm gonna say good night to my listeners and my chat room guests who just very few to us chat room. Everybody else, you have a great week and my guests thank you once again. We will see you again soon. Thank you, thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you.